that gets me jacked every week. How's it going? Hi, everybody. Well, screw now, it's probably just Matt. Well, hi, Matt, and welcome to a full gear celebrating. Power shift rebalancing. John Cena flexing. Both uh, his muscles and uh, his uh, uh, his influence in the locker room. Uh, Chris Jericho rendering. What was that disgusting? Episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah. We're going to talk everything. Literally everything you could think of. Uh, starting with the Wednesday Night Wars. And then probably more wrestling after that. We're going to update you on Eric Bugenhagen Watch. Will we see him? I don't know. I guess I'll just keep tuning into this show to see if he comes back. Uh, Matt's got a new Undertaker Times Up game, which I'm very excited to lose at. And, of course, in this show, I'm sure we're going to find some way, some opportunity to wax poetic about Eddie Kingston. That and maybe four more topics. Who knows what we can stuff into this hour of fun. Matt, it's another hot, spicy week. I'm drinking out of a glass with a tiger on it. How are things over there? Great. I pulled out my uh, Christmas mugs, and I found this Ooh. nifty little ditty that uh, has nothing on it. So somehow it made it into my Christmas mugs. It's just glass. Just uh, oh, That looks like the top of a blender. You know, like a little uh, one of those ninja shoot things that makes, like, chopped olives. Or I think yeah. I just made up a device. No, the, um, the ninja the ninja chop. But it then super ninja chat, right? That's what it's called. I don't know. All right, everybody, find uh, all of our. Oh no! Did I lose you, Mike? Oh no! Did there you see that? There he is. Hey. Um. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me. I told Streamyard to burn in hell. Oh no! Not yet. Um, I'll hear it later. <laughs> find <laughs> everything. Find everything, brothers, a discussion. You can see it right above me. You can find us on Twitter, at BOD Podcast. If you're on Facebook, you can find all of our memes and fun stuff on uh, Instagram, at brothers underscore of underscore discussion, and our brand new YouTube channel. We would love for everyone to subscribe there. Uh, it'd be uh, just the, the best way for you to make sure you don't miss any of the biggest stuff that comes out. Uh, we're also attached with our Red Wings rant, and we're we're planning to start streaming Vigi games. Uh, so that keep an eye out for that. We're we're practicing right now, winning war zones and uh, posting them online after we win. So you can find them there. You can see how to win at Warzone from the brothers' of discussion. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's not necessarily the most fun thing in the world to watch us uh, hide in a corner and wait until oh, gonna... the last circle. I thought you were going to say just win over and over and over again. It's got to get old <laughs> at some point for you guys. But, no, we just keep on winning. Well, um, I also want to let everybody know. Um, let me see if I can make this a little bit more manageable. There we go. The Brothers of Discussion. BODpodcast.com is the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. You can head on straight to our pro wrestling page and see all of our blogs and whatnot, including our series of how to watch pro wrestling. Uh, that does include uh, have fun and removing brand loyalty from the equation. Uh, two of our top rated uh, blogs in the system. Uh, but we also have our wonderful shop. I just got my message today, Mike, that my stuff's on the way. Uh, we've got our, I listen to the brothers of discussion t-shirt. Uh, we have our sisters of discussion t-shirt. We have our Red Wings rant stuff here. Uh, we had the wonderful uh, Venus Blue send us her brand new Brothers of Discussion coffee mug. Uh, 
this thing, uh, I, I can't wait to get mine. I've, I've got one on the way. So soon yeah. I'll be drinking my hot toddies out of a <laughs> brother the discussion mug instead of my clear glass mug. Uh, but all that can be found at bodpodcast.com and brotherstheDiscussion.com. Also, I mean, the, the pro wrestling page pretty much has the entire hub for uh, it's got our Instagram is, is our, our posts go there. Our Twitter posts go there. If you just make that your homepage, you're not going to miss a thing. So go into your Chrome set. Here we go. Go into Chrome. Go into settings. Go to set homepage and put bodpodcast.com slash pro wrestling. And you won't you won't miss a thing. Brothers of discussion because it'll be the first thing you see every time you log in. Um, so let's get that down. Let's make this a little bit more even. Mike, I, I am super excited to play that Undertaker game. I got to say. I don't usually spend too much time putting our games together. This <laughs> yeah. is what I'm excited for. But uh, let's let's jump into uh, the pro wrestling. Oh, I should mention too, uh, Mike. I've started to turn our wrestling notes into blogs. So that's it, it's not just a list of uh, the random stuff that we talk about. Uh, last week, I. I won't say I went too deep into it, but I definitely made sure I put in some extra points in regards to AEW and their women's division, what we want to see. And then, um, you know, asking, it's okay to ask for a little bit more from Cody Rhodes and AEW, even though they're um, sort of being anointed as uh, the, you know, the, the, the wrestlers of the people. Um, but I think we're already seeing some of the cracks. Uh so, uh, you know, I, I think as we get as as we go further along, I think the ask of Cody Rhodes and AEW is going to get a little bit stronger. Um, we, you know, we're going to want to see more, and I think uh, we'll get deeper into it when we talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. But uh, that's just one of the many things that are going on at brothersofdiscussion.com slash bodpodcast.com. Uh, new blogs now for pro wrestling on a weekly basis. Outside of of just the blog blogosphere, we're also I'm blogging about the episodes so you can get a little bit more matt uh <laughs> more matt point of views if you're a fan of matt head on over to bodpodcast.com if you like mike go to the youtube channel and subscribe there hey we'll see where the people's loyalties lie fire up them youtube views <laughs> all Thanks right for- um so let's let's keep rolling um what do we what do we got today, Mike? What's uh, what's first on the docket? Uh, well, uh, I think just uh, people stiff arming, um, using their uh, using their sway, using their their uh, their influence in the back, and I I called it a uh, political flex uh, by John Cena here in the in the notes because uh, good old Jake Jack Hager was on the uh, unbiased unpolitical podcast uh, hosted by Chris Jericho himself. Um, <laughs> He's not political, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was a $3,000 tip from when he stayed at a Trump hotel and forgot to, <laughs> you know, leave a little something on the pillow uh, right. after his luxurious stay. No, uh, basically Jake Jack was upset that uh, John Cena refused to uh, job for him uh, back in 2010. Um, Matt, hot tag. Got it. Boom. That's coming. This there is like, is. I'm reaching, I'm reaching. There it is. Okay. Need a producer. Did, uh, did John Cena play it right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, everything about this. I went back and took a look at the, the timing. I mean, we didn't even yeah. have, 
we didn't even have like a hot we the people uh jake jack hagers you like to put it like it was just pretty mild case of of jake <laughs> now this so, was, wasn't this one he kind of had that was it rage against the machine did we ever figure that out or was it a band was was cfo dollar sign doing an impression of rage against the machine that always sounds more accurate uh but yeah it's a whatever. really good impression if it is <laughs> whatever was going on even at the height of uh jake jack Listen. it it's it's not anything like it's john cena as the champion and i think we can even see now like aew doesn't have the confidence to really put him in a prominent role i think his role and it's fine like i'm not a pro wrestler i'm not main eventing it's fine the world's fine with it i think it's yeah. also fine that Jake Hager does pretty well in mixed martial arts. Mm. He does okay in mixed martial arts. And yeah, you should have seen the other also, guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's also collecting a paycheck from Tony Khan's money that he got from his father. So it's all fine. It's all fine, Mike. It's it's nice and dandy. Like, we don't have to get upset about this. I think it wanted to be news, and most of Twitter and social media shut it down. They were like, no. You're not I, you're not calling out like one of the nicest human beings on the planet for actually making the right choice. Like this isn't this isn't Kevin Nash saying I need to destroy Bill Goldberg. I need to make him look silly. This was John Cena going like I'll give him a good match, but <laughs> no, like there's no. nothing. Have you seen Randy more. Orton? Oh my god. <laughs> No, uh, give me CM I want to. I want to. I want to give. I want to have a bunch of three second tans to that, that guy. That that's a actually. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Great point to your hot tag question. He asked for CM Punk and wanted CM Punk to win the title around the time of his contract negotiations. Like John knew that would be money. So uh, one of the things about like the the pipe bomb uh, timeline of CM Punk's career. Some of that had to do with John Cena saying this is a good idea. So it's not like John was above. And how about John uh, doing the the theme, doing the Firefly Funhouse at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like it's just he's aware of the timing of everything, and that Firefly Funhouse match, Firefly Funhouse <laughs> match, isn't as good if he's laying down for everybody to hand out titles that he has. I, I you know what? This, I put it in the notes, I think, but it, it really turned into non-news. Like, it, it it's the right choice. No, I well, it kind of, it, it just kind of jogged a few thoughts. Um, I mean, yeah, AEW, take your Justin Roberts, uh, you know, take your, uh, take your Gold Dust, you know, um, take your Mike Kiotas. What I want them to do is find out what CFO Dollar Sign's doing and sign them tonight. If I have to... Love MJF, but listen to that awful, I'm better than you. It's the worst. I, I don't, it's not, it's not even like cartoon, like, uh, you know, scene change music. It's worse right. than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Seinfeld. Um, like if Seinfeld was kind of a dick, that's what the music sounds like. Um, and I just feel like we've seen, um, you know, Triple H just take off with Motorhead. Uh, Jake Jack got a match with John Cena, and he just kind of sounded like Rage Against the Machine. So I could just imagine what MJF's popularity would be if he had either a real song, um, you know, Jericho or Cody style, 
or if you could get a little CFO impression in there. That's what I want. You I know, said honestly, my piece. Mike, get CFO inside. If John had laid down to Jake Jack, honestly. Oh, I forgot about the grammar there. Uh, I <laughs> mixed up. I should have said if it, never mind. All right, moving right along. Mercedes yeah. Martinez uh, <laughs> sees the stupid idea from Bad Creative, or at least the uh, the shit ball that's rolling downhill that is retribution, and uh, how it's not really catching. It's not catching any sharp objects uh, objects to cut anybody, Mike. It's just catching more poop uh, so far. So. Uh, despite uh, Mustafa Ali and Ricochet's awesome match, I still don't see too much uh, light uh, ahead. Oh, I got a, no. uh, I got an analogy for you. Well, it's like let if me you play the news. Let me stay in the news. Only... Oh, God damn it. Wait. So, oh. Mercedes Martinez leaving Retribution. There, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Retribution is like if you played that game Katamari, but only in a dog park where there's a lot of poop. Right. Anyway. Oh. So Mercedes roll Martinez. around and you pick stuff up as you roll around. Was that too? Was that too esoteric? All right, a little, a little too, uh, a little too private that there. Uh, esoteric. Uh, but yeah, Mercedes. Esoteric. Yeah. <laughs> um, she had an opportunity to be on Monday Night Raw, and she said no gracias, and she took her ball and went to NXT uh, out of obscurity, out of wearing a mask. Out of listening to our beloved Dajakovic do a Bane impression, and she's just going to be part of the best women's division in the history of pro wrestling. So I, I think she made a good move. Um, it's just sometimes when you when you set out and you Charlie Day some of the moves that WWE makes, you know, with a, a series of uh, magazine cutouts and pieces of yarn on your wall, and the day after Mercedes Martinez leaves, um, Retribution gets a win and starts to build themselves up with Ricochet. I know Ricochet is not, you know, the pinnacle of, you know, of triumph because of the way he's been booked, but uh, he's still somehow, even with his 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 win loss record being what it is, <laughs> uh, he's still somehow he's still got it. Like he still looks formidable. Um, and Retribution finally got a win this Monday. So I just, I, I don't know if that was a, yeah, well, you don't like how we book them? Oh, we just booked them to win. How about them apples? And well, I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if they go on like an eight match win streak or something. There could be something where you say, well, you should have just been a little bit, a little bit more patient. But I also, I kind of like the choice too. like, go, go to NXT, like get involved in what's really like the hottest thing right now. Definitely in women's wrestling. I, I just, where what is like what is Mia Yim gonna end up doing right on a consistent basis? So it, it's just uh, I I like the choice. I, I think it makes sense. I, I'm I'm definitely losing confidence in Retribution. I, I loved it when it first started, and um, I loved when they um, revealed that Ali was part of it. I was terrified yeah. when I saw that my beloved Dijakovic was part of it, and. I'm hanging in there, you know. Uh, I I tried to get him to roast me, but you have to. He wanted you to buy a retribution uh, T-shirt or sweatshirt, and uh, I just I sent him a picture. I said, "What if I buy like a nice um, feast your feast your eyes T-shirt? What right. could I get for that?" And uh, nothing. He wasn't having it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, I think what we're all going to be having 
is a uh, a heavy dose of pre-orders on the old AEW video game uh, that Kenny Omega said no. Oh boy, uh, Kenny Omega said it's going to be uh, like WWF uh, No Mercy. I like how he just put oh. it in. It's going to be like No Mercy and didn't throw in the uh, the WWs in there. Anywho, well, um, it's uh, based on some of the screenshots we saw. It looks like from WWF No Mercy. Yeah. I, and I, I think the the idea here is that we don't necessarily need the best graphics. We want the best wrestling game. And I loved, like, like I do not want to play WWE 2K because the last time I tried to get in it, I lost, like, my first five matches because I couldn't figure out how to do, like, the kick out of the pins. <laughs> it, I don't know. That type it, sequence never works. <laughs> right. It, it had been too long, and I would lose a match on my first pin because I just wasn't paying attention. I wasn't ready. And I said, you know what? I've got other games. I'm good. So what Kenny said is this new game is going to be easy to pick up and play. But if you master it, you can truly like own at this game, which I absolutely love. I mean, essentially what we're talking about is like any of the Super Mario games, right? Like, yeah, you can pick up any Super Mario game. You can play Super Smash Brothers. You can pay, play Mario Kart. But then, Mike, when we have a group get together... And you invite over, um, I forget his name, but he played like Mario Kart, like a fiend, man. Like it was nuts, like doing the the um, the drifting and whatnot. And I'm sitting there just going, no, you got to break. <laughs> like I can oh, finish the oh, race, oh, but I'm not uh, winning. Yeah, our old buddy Jamil. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just, I like that idea. I like the idea that this is something anybody can get into. I, I hate. Like, we were on our Red Wings podcast talking about the NHL video game. That is yeah. not something you can just jump into. You need to take some time to learn how to do it. Unless you yeah, you got to you gotta use PTO to get good at that uh, Red Wing game. Uh, right. It's way too hard. Um, so let, let's, let's go backwards. Let's make a game like the Nintendo 64 days. And I, you know, I put, I was, I'm pretty sure I was in high school when that game came out. And I put a ton of time into that game. So that was something where you and I were even moving a little bit outside of uh, the industry. We stopped watching wrestling on a regular basis, but I was addicted to that game. That says a yeah, lot. It was a great game. Um, and I think the other game that gets a lot of notoriety is, uh, uh, was it WCW versus NWO Revenge? And that was good, but yeah. you know, sometimes you'd pick Rey Mysterio and you couldn't, you know, you didn't have a shot if you were fighting like Hogan or the Giant. You, you all oh, right, like trying to suplex or uh, do the body slam, and yeah, go, and your your guy just oh, and he'd kind of hold his back. Um, right, but I, I thought No Mercy just kind of made <laughs> kind of even the playing field, where regardless of shape, size, or or weight, you could you know kind of pick up anybody. Um, then there was the game with the head. Remember they had the super heavyweights, so it kind of made an impact. Uh, yeah. But I think, yeah, No Mercy is, is a good way to go. And I think that um, I'm interested to see two things. One is um, we know a lot of those AEW guys are really into video games, so I hope that they actually do do more than just look at this as a cash grab and they, you know, like, actually put some, um, uh, you know, some uh, opinion on it up. about, you know, yeah, because yeah, we used to play these as kids and when we were, you know, uh, traveling in hotel rooms, and this is the best way to make it. And then, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see somebody like, uh, you know, Xavier Woods try to, you know, play it on Twitch and get in trouble. Right. Um, 
played on his YouTube channel. Um, I, I think that, that's a great point, because if Xavier Woods is in the room for those WWE games, it doesn't get rated, you know, like the, the last one, where uh, a company like IGN rates it as one of the worst games ever at, like, Superman yeah. 64 level. So, which is, if anybody's familiar with, uh, you know, going backwards in video games, Superman 64, uh, just an unplayable mess. So that's that's kind of what we're talking about. I, I know there's a good chunk of our audience that doesn't play any video games. So long story short, uh, I'm super excited for this game. Uh, and, and to compare it to one of my favorite games of all time growing up just got me excited. And I, I think they'll take it a step forward. Um, Graphics-wise, yeah, so... gameplay-wise. Uh, Mike, I got my PlayStation 5 today. I got to tell you, that, uh, the dual What sense, a waste of money. Oh, go ahead. That is one of the most amazing things I've ever like used in a video game. So I, I mean, that's something where if that tech, that the technology is moving that far, then Kenny Omega just needs to get his hands on that, and that's going to be implemented into the new AEW game because it is, Mike. It, I'm telling you, it's making the whole purchase of the PlayStation Five from. I've never bought anything at launch. It's making it worthwhile. It is incredible. I don't know if you're familiar. The DualSense, everybody go Google it. That's uh, It's a brand new controller for PlayStation 5. You can feel so much with it. It's like, um, you know, you can move the rumble around. It, it's, uh, when you do, uh, this is this is the best example. Can you, where does the rumble go? You can move it around, depending on how you're holding the remote. Um, the best example I can give is there's a free game that comes with the PlayStation 5, and you get a bow and arrow. So when you do the trigger... To pull back the bow and arrow, there's tension where there wasn't tension before. So you ha you have to actually pull back the arrow so you can feel it on the trigger actually resist you like you're pulling back a bow and arrow. Huh. Um, it, and it's smart. It's a smart function, so it changes depending on what you're doing. It it's incredible. I absolutely love it. Like so, you're saying that there's like when you when you manipulate the controller, there's kind of a shift in power. Huh? <laughs> Tony exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, while you're looking down at the controller, can you see your watch? Like the Bugenhagen watch? Okay, I'm teasing some segments. Matt, <laughs> uh, did Tony Khan, when he said he was going to shift the balance of power, uh, it sounded like something otherworldly was going to happen. Was it just I, the video game, or was he talking about uh, Pac returning? I guess, yeah, to spoil later in our show when we discuss Pac, but... That's what he meant, and it was such a bummer. Like, well, it's one, well, it's yeah. one thing. Because uh, have... I was watching it on Hulu Live, and uh, my TV was doing fine until. Oh shit! And I just lost you. Are you? Are you there, Mike? I can't hear you. All right. So I'm guessing you just try and talk again. There you are. I see you. I hear, I see you now too. It died oh, for okay. just a second. Yeah, there you are. Thank you, Streamyard. It's determined to make sure we don't get any followers. Thank you. Um, but you were saying, uh, you're you're watching Hulu live for for AEW, and uh, like this this was something for me where I saw the video pop up where Tony went ran out into the audience and told everyone, please don't leave. This is going to be a great night, which. 
to me says that some people might have been getting bored and we're like, all right, I'm I'm ready to go home. This isn't really worth COVID. Um, <laughs> but like I saw that video and I said, you don't see that every day. You don't see a promoter run out and make sure the fans don't miss it because he's so sure that this is going to just blow up the wrestling world. Um, now, Mike, if we were one of those wonderful uh, journalists that gets to attend the AEW uh, press conferences and isn't one of the bloggers that gets uh, cease and desist notices from AEW, I'm sure right now we'd be bouncing off the walls for Pac. Mike, a guy that's already wrestled for the company making his return is not at all shifting the balance of power, in my opinion. Mike, if anything, I am more mad at AEW for playing into the WWE games that we already hate, and we were just flat out lied to. And I hope that people are starting to see why I wrote a blog titled Stop Being Loyal to These Stupid Brands and Just Trust the Wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Pac. Um, I, I was, I, I was crestfallen, uh, when he didn't, you know, he didn't pan out in WWE for whatever reason. Um, maybe it was Enzo Amore being the cruiserweight champion. <laughs> um, but I just mean like he was excellent NXT. He was their champion and then he got called up and he was always, you know, cast to the side, dumped unceremoniously in my Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Um, never a true player in the main event scene. Um, and then he, you know, gets to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond in AEW. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen enough of them. I'm, I'm excited to see more of them, but I think part of the problem was that the, right. the way they booked this AEW after full gear, I, they, it seems like they do this every time where after a pay-per-view, like the next dynamite is always just a little lackluster. Um, cause it kind of feels like that it doesn't feel like page one of a book. You know, where, you know, some crazy, I don't know, murder happens or, a, you know, a dinosaur pops out and you're like, well, I'm in this world now. It feels like page three where they're like, you know, here's the copyrights and here's the trademarks coming up that you're going to want to learn about for the next 400 pages or so. Hmm. That's neat. The book was dedicated to, you know, Patsy McGee, my wife. And it's, I'm always just puzzled. Like, that's how they book their next show. Um and I just, if if you watched all of Dynamite, what that company needs to do is just go all in, full gear, double or nothing on Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Uh, because he was the most fascinating part of full gear. He was, his two segments that he had uh, just got me super geeked um, for his best friend fighting Break Phoenix. Um he just, he sells a match in like three sentences. And I was like, well, I'll be goddamned. I guess I'm going to sit here and, you know, listen, I'm going to be excited just to hear Eddie Kingston say, my best friend is fighting Ray Phoenix five or 6,000 times during that match. Um, he got me geeked. And I, I just got to, I got to say, this is a perfect first feud back for Pac to see him go up against Eddie Kingston. Uh, but it's almost like too many eggs in one basket. Because you got the returning guy and you got Kingston who's just selling tickets, selling t-shirts. Uh he's he's just so goddamn charismatic 
Um, I, I can't wait to see more of them. So that, that's the only thing I would change. So shift to power, shift it over to Eddie Kingston, Tony Khan. Give him more oh. responsibility. Yeah, like that that would be something. Like if we saw a brand new champion, if something like that was going down, like that's a shift in power. If, uh, you know, all of a sudden, like contracts went out the window and we saw Roman Reigns walk in, then we'd be like, oh, oh, shit, wrestling just changed, man. Roman Reigns said, I don't care anymore about my WWE contract. Tony Khan's going to pay for all my litigations and I'm going to AEW. Like that would have been major. The guy who's already been on the show a bunch of times, not, nope. Unless unless it was something where Tony went, Shaq, Shaq didn't do it? Ah, fuck. All right, well, something else is happening tonight, folks, so hang around. Uh, yeah. Any hoozles. Uh, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I mean, in the short term, I love Pac, but I think if they really wanted to shift the balance of power they they should have maybe gone gone in on uh kingston uh this past saturday hey and just I, a quick shout out to uh to dave who just showed up dave how are you doing uh dave i hope you know this is a good time now that you're here uh we are gonna do a uh a live dave, uh, hey, man. uh november 25th if you want to join us you can go to bodpodcast.com and sign up and we'll send you the zoom invite but uh, we want to get everybody together uh, to watch AEW and NXT the night before Thanksgiving uh, to kind of do a let, let's stay home on what's supposed to be the biggest bar night of the year. Because, Mike, we just had 148,000 cases of COVID uh, yesterday. So let's cut back on that number. Let's stay home uh, on November 25th. And that's how we want to do it. So, Dave, I'm glad that you're here. We'd love to have you on November 25th. We're going to have some giveaways uh you know surprises and uh, we're gonna play some games we're gonna i'm gonna hint today at what those games are gonna be at the the live uh uh viewing party so yeah you guys want to hit it up uh you can find the event in facebook uh through the brothers of discussion or you can go to bodpodcast.com and brothers of discussion.com um dave thrown in there uh moxley moxley won we're gonna get into uh the the wednesday night wars and in, in a minute there dave um we are, yeah, we're kind of bummed, uh, but you know, hope hopefully, I I think there's more <laughs> to get from the Kenny Omega, Moxley, right? That that battle for the AEW championship. But moving on, Mike, Mike, it's time, it's time to discuss. We're we're how many weeks now? Four weeks into this. It's it's a travesty. I, I don't know how how else to say it at this point. Um. It's been 646 days, ladies and gentlemen, since one of the greatest debuts in definitely NXT history. And I, I will say one of the greatest because it wasn't one of those where Nakamura is making his debut. It's a guy uh, not known. It's a guy who isn't coming in with all that fanfare. And uh, if you don't remember what it looked like, here it is. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, weighing in at 240 pounds. Mike, it was Eric Bugenhagen. As we've talked about now for almost a month, it's been 646 days since his debut. This guy puts in the work. Mike, we've we've had the ads now on our Twitter. We want Triple H to see this. We want Shawn Michaels to see it. We want to make sure that you guys are sharing it. We watched him, Mike, during the beginning of the COVID shows, just going nuts in the stands. He's doing the work. He's doing the job. 
we know that he can actually put on a good show. Like he got encore performances at NXT shows. So what is going on? Why is he not on our TVs? I, I'm just I'm never I'm not gonna stop pushing this until we see Boogenhagen again. There's room for him. Squeeze him in there. Get Boog, whatever. If we're gonna call him Boogs, if we're gonna call him Rick, whatever. I want I don't care. on my Man, TV. I don't care if they call him boobs from now on. Just get him on my TV. <laughs> I have never in my life. I've I've seen dark matches. I've been to hillbilly wrestling. I've never ever in my life seen an encore request until Eric Bugenhagen walked into our lives. Until he he air guitared into our lives. Till he air drummed into our lives. Till he pierced our ears with his high notes into our lives. Yeah, we got to start doing that. He's at home working on his guitar. He's at home fighting a wet noodle. Because nobody, nobody else has the guts to fight him, Matt. It's just that wet noodle. Huh. Um, I, I don't know what he has to do uh, to get on TV. I, I don't know what kind of injury he could possibly have that put him on the shelf for two years. Uh Oh, I haven't had you on the video for quite a while. That's okay. I'm just a voice in the darkness. <laughs> just like Eric Bugenhagen. I'm just on the peripheral. Matt is the NXT ring, and I'm just out here for myself. Oh, there we go. Thanks, Matt. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're hiring uh, for producers. Uh, you, <laughs> you'd be technically an intern because we have no money, but we'd love and, to have some producers. Hey, if you're tired of my uh, feed cutting out, you know what? Uh, call Xfinity Customer Service and tell them to fuck off. I'm literally sitting next to uh, <laughs> my uh, uh, router. This is bullshit. I, I like the um, idea of a, a Brothers of Discussion fed calling... Yelling, fuck off! And then hanging up and just... We got like, another one. It's another one of those damn Brothers of Discussion people. <laughs> they They're drinking hot toddies out of their merchandise swag mug. <laughs> All right, Mike. We have a brand new game. I'm hoping everybody's excited to play because uh, this is something you could play along as you listen. Let's jump in. <laughs> Right, the Undertaker. We play the real song because we'll get sued right. again. But <laughs> I love that one. It sounds like he's, you know, he's marrying. I don't know if that's the song when he got the Sarah tattoo removed. That's kind of what it sounded like. Just kind of. That's what I looked up. Removal of Sarah tattoo in Adobe, and that's what popped up. So that's that's a good call. Uh... All right, Mike. Here's how you play the Undertaker's time is up. We're gonna take a look at the timeline of the Undertaker. And you've got to tell me who his opponent was. All right? Ah, so, sounds okay. easy enough. But uh, what I'm going to give you is a category. Okay? okay. Uh, let me adjust my screen here. And I'm going to list off the five categories. And I need you to put them in order for how many clues you are going to need for each category. And I will be more than happy to repeat everything because this is a little complicated. Now, when I list off the hints that you'll get to name who the opponent was. Remember that when you list these categories in order from five, four, three, two, and one, number five, you're gonna get all of the hints. But number one, you're only gonna have the category name. Alrighty? So I'm all right. gonna, when you're ready, if you feel ready, if those rules make sense, because the, uh, actually let me tell you what you're gonna get as hints 
are a full description without the use of names, so I will say redacted instead of the name. You'll get a full description. You'll get the pay-per-view, the Can year I... it happened, and the Meltzer star rating. Can I make one suggestion? Sure. Now, redacted uh, makes perfect sense, and it makes this as self-explanatory as possible. But if you could, just one of them, instead of the word redacted, can you say Eric Bugenhagen? Sure. So I could pretend Undertaker fought Eric Bugenhagen at WrestleMania 26? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. As Bugenhagen Watch continues. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, you ready for those category names? Again, you're going to hear the category name. It's going to reference what's going on in this match or who's in the match, and you're going to okay. use that to rank them from number five being you get the most amount of hints Number one being the least amount of hints, just being the category name. Ready? All right. I'm ready for my first one. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Ooh. All right. Brick, kill the guy. Brick, kill the guy. Okay. Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. Remember, you're just giving me the opponent. This one, just ready. This this is what it's called. Goat. Goat. Mm. And the last one. That sounds like when he fought Maven, but I'll, I don't want to put my guess in too early. All right, go <laughs> ahead, Matt. And the last one is, hi, brother. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> you need to rank those. Five, four, three, two, one. I can, if you want, I can give you time. If you want to write these down. I, all, everything you need. I love this game so much. I want to make sure that, that you feel comfortable. Let me repeat them one more time. And if you want to shout out how many you think you're going to need. And, and the second you say five, you can't use five again. You can only use four clues. But okay. we've got, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. Brick killed a guy. Milk was a bad choice. Okay. Goat. And hi, brother. All right, I'm going to start with uh, Milk was a bad choice with uh, just the category. You just need the category. Okay. That's all I need. So well, that's I, your number I'm, one. I'm guessing the wrestler. And Wait. I guess. Uh, so we're going to, I want to do, uh, if you want to do that right now, we can do it. And then we'll go backwards and say, then I'll give you two clues for your next one. Do you want to do it that way? Okay. I thought I could guess how many clues I need to guess on that particular one. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what, yeah. You, what were you going to say? Yeah, give me the milk one. You want no clues. All right, maybe I should learn the game first. All right, for you... the bro for the brothers one, give me uh give me two clues. I have a feeling it's Kane, but I I don't know if I need to uh Well, I want you to go in order with what you think you need five clues for. Can what do I need me? five clues for? I think the first one. We're the three best friends that anyone could have? Yeah. All right. Let me scroll up here. Mike, this was WrestleMania 28 in 2012. Oh, Dave Come Meltzer on. gave it a 4.75. Okay. Here's all five-year clues. Uh, the, so the last one here is WWE went all out to try and stack the deck for this match, having... Redacted, wrestle redacted inside a hell in a cell at WrestleMania. 
with Redacted as the special guest referee. Despite oh. some over-the-top drama that bordered on campiness, they delivered a truly memorable performance that was billed as being the end of an era. Mike, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. You just wasted your five clue. What a bummer. I didn't realize that one was going to be oh. so easy. Yeah, that was, uh, opponent. I wish I could have stopped you. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> Triple H with special guest referee Michael Lincolnbottom. Yeah, he got it. All right, that's your... Who managed to keep an eye on both wrestlers at the same time. Not a lot of referees can do that. Oh, Mike, you you've got... One on Triple H and one on the Undertaker. <laughs> you've got Brick killed a guy, Milk was a bad choice, Goat, and hi, brother. Uh... If, if you feel confident, too, you can name these. Uh, now that I'm... All right. I think uh, the, the milk one, if that's not Kurt Angle, then I got will go it. hatless the rest of this episode. You got it. Kurt Angle. Mike, you're two for two. All right, Mike. Uh, so now we've got Woo! Brick. Keep him Brick, hat. Brick killed a guy. Goat. And hi, brother. All right. Hi, brother has to be. That's got to be Kane. Do you want some clues for that one? Uh, did I guess correctly? Do you want some clues for that one? Uh, are you leading the witness? Yes. All right, give me... Well, we go four clues. Four clues? Wow, it's that hard? Okay. Well, uh, give me four clues on... Ah, uh, brother, let's get some right. juice. <laughs> Mike, this was 1997. Yeah. In your house, bad blood. Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. Who is the opponent in Hi, Brother? Uh, Kane? No! Oh, no! Well, uh, I thought you said bad blood. Oh, is it Stone Cold? No. Oh, you're saying that's when Kane came out and he said Hi, Brother. Oh, yep. God damn it. I got I a Kane question wrong. That was Shawn Michaels was the opponent at Bad Blood 1997. Oh, the, pressure, oh, the pressure got to him, everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. technically, that's the end of the game because you can only win if you get all five. Oh, points. no. <laughs> we wasted all those questions you worked so hard on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, obviously, this needs some kinks worked out. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think I, I should we, be able to stop you like after all right here's a clue and I could say all right I'm good on that one right yeah I, I think the way I want to do it is I'm going to give you the category and I'm going to give you a clue and we'll just keep running and then if if you use all five clues then then you can't use those five again um, all right do you want to do you want to try uh the last two just for funsies yeah the brick one I had I had no chance I don't know what that was about brick killed a guy yeah. all right um, oh, wait, I didn't have that marked down here. Oh, here we go. Uh, Mike, this was King of the Ring, 1998, four and a half stars. The Undertaker's King of the Ring match in 1998, four and a half stars called Brick Killed a Guy. Do you want, uh, the description? Uh, give me the Eric Bugenhagen description, please. This is a strange one. Uh, to do because it has very little to do with Redacted. Perhaps the most memorable match in the last 30 years of pro wrestling, the most memorable match, Mike, the last 30 years of pro wrestling 
the ungodly bumps and punishment that Eric Bugenhagen took in this match would and should never be repeated. Could this match have been the exact same if you swapped redacted with redacted? Yeah, probably. But it is still a redacted match, and no retelling of his career is complete without mentioning it. Oh, Mike, my God. So The most memorable match in pro wrestling history, pretty much, is what we're talking wow. about. I didn't realize that. You said that was at King of the Ring? King of the Ring, 1998. Wow. So that was Mankind? Yeah, you got it. Wow. I didn't Ooh. realize that was at King of the Ring. Oh, my God. I forgot. I Ooh. thought you were going to get that one wrong. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was a <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, goat, you want that one? Was that? Uh, I'll let you. T- I'll let you do it. Uh, also, right. if I could hear the clues with Eric Bugenhagen, thank you. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania twenty five, two thousand nine, four point seven five stars for uh, from uh, Meltzer. Uh, sometimes this match gets hyped up so much that it becomes the most uh, almost impossible for its expectations to be met. This was not one of those matches because despite sky high expectations, Eric Bugenhagen and Redacted rubber stamped their legacy as two of the greatest performers in WWE history with a sensational back and forth match. In some ways, the match was almost too good. It raised the standards of future Redacted WrestleMania matches to levels that he couldn't reach. Um, I mean, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you got it. But you were redacting Undertaker as well? Yeah, I should I not redact Undertaker in the future? Yeah, I feel like, uh, like how many people are in these matches? Thank you, Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless he's being sarcastic, then I'm like, hey, come on, Dave. <laughs> I yeah, got I like three say, of them. <laughs> no, I think Dave, Dave's on your side. This is, this, Thanks, this Dave. I, I appreciate the support. This wasn't meant to like. I don't want to give you a category. Um, I I thought High Brother was actually too easy. I thought you'd say, "Oh, we yep. bet Kane." Yeah, that was a good trick. You got me on that one. But I'll um, prepare for next week if you do it again. Right. I, I like the sound of that. Uh, I think we did all of them, right? High Brother, Goat, Milk was a bad choice. You got right without any clues. So you got you got one right with uh with taking out everything. Uh, Brick killed the guy, mankind, and so. <clears throat> I thought about saying he killed him, and I was like, "No, that'll that'll give it away." So I said, "Brick killed the guy" because I I did the hybrid. Okay, let's move on because now we've been talking for an hour and we've. No, we like to see how the sausage is made. How was Matt <laughs> deliberating how to name the categories in his new favorite game? Uh, so Matt, that was uh, Undertaker's time is up. Yeah, Matt, let's see the graphic and the name. music one more time. Time. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. enough because everybody it's time for the wednesday yeah. night yeah, let's do it. all right um mike i had nxt as always you had aew um, as always i you know what 
I, I know you were saying before, like AEW maybe overpromises the day after pay-per-views or the show after pay-per-views. I, I thought this was a really great dynamite. The the opening match with Cage and Seidel was great. The, the main event was fantastic uh, with Penta and Phoenix. I I, I really loved it. I, I honestly thought we were going to be on the same page and just go AEW won the day. Even though, like what I'm dubbing today... Uh, or the uh, last night's Wednesday Night Wars, I thought was, you know, I think we're two weeks in a row now. This is one of the best nights we've had of pro wrestling because it was amazing on NXT, but I just don't know if it can beat Pac showing up, even though it's not changing pro wrestling forever. Like, it didn't reach that heights, but that's not will, how you win a Wednesday Night Wars. I will say that uh, the the contributions from the women's division were a lot stronger this week than we've seen in some some past weeks. Um, uh, whether it was uh, Jay Jay Cargill coming in, uh, Brandy getting a few words in edgewise, uh, which definitely makes the top three this list of the this week's list, and then. Uh, uh, Ty Conti and uh, Red Velvet uh, actually had a banger. I, I really love Red Velvet. Um, and then we got to, of course, here, Jim Ross. What? Uh, we'll get to it. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll get. I, I'm very excited to share. Uh, it's gonna be. I don't know if it's a game or a, a Bugenhagen. More like more along the lines of the Bugenhagen watch, but just Jr. commenting on the women wrestling. Uh, but Matt. So, based on what you're saying, and you know what, you're reselling me on this AEW Dynamite. Did Dynamite take the win this week? I, I think so. I'm going to go first here with, with NXT. All right, so here's three. what we do, guys. Uh, you know, Dave knows. He's he's here. Uh, top three moments, and of course, we include a dishonorable mention right before our number ones. Matt, moment number three from Never uh, Exert Your Turds. Here we go. Matt, moment number three, NXT. <laughs> Uh, number three, uh, oh, you know what? Let me get, uh, so everybody knows, uh, if that's what we're doing. Also, Dave, if you have a acronym for what the hell NXT means, I think we need some help because my never exert your turds was like a C minus. If you got something better, I want to see. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, my number three was, uh, I I'm going to go with the main event on NXT because I liked, uh, I liked a couple other things that happened during the show quite a bit more. Uh, but yeah, Brizango versus Oni and Larkin and Danny and Birch. Um, all I'm four of them. It, I'm putting it at number all six of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting it at uh, I'm putting that at number three instead of number one, despite it being the main event. And it's it's you know one of my favorite NXT tag teams. Um, again, not 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 Brizango, uh, Larkin and Birch. Uh, one of my favorite NXT tag teams. I couldn't have been happier when they uh, when they were. Uh, crowned NXT tag champions. They, I, you know, I'm writing a blog right now, Mike. I'm almost done. I started it a week and a half ago about the top NXT tag team champions, and it was inspired by uh, Lorcan and Birch uh, getting the victory. Uh, so I, 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 you'll you'll see in there me waxing poetic about how much I love them and what their chase for the titles has looked like so far and all of the disappointments, the injuries that have kind of held them back. So I, I'm hoping this is this is lengthier. And I'm getting that. Uh, because what happened was Drake Maverick gets involved for Killian Dane's head getting smashed in by uh, Pete Dunn a week ago. And uh, Pete Dunn takes out Drake Maverick. 
then Pat McAfee had kind of like the doors are open for him to interfere and he gets in the way and our, um, our victors are Lorcan and Birch, which I like, I can't not put that on my list of favorite things or, you know, top three things in NXT, uh, because I'm very selfish and I put my favorite wrestlers, uh, always, always, always in my top three. Uh, so I have to side with one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Um, but <laughs> here, oh, Dave, Dave got back with us. Uh, Night Extreme Total. I like that. We're making yeah. up like the the uh, total impact, what uh, total nonstop action from yeah. from the old uh, TNA days. <laughs> I like that, Dave. That's a good one. Um, I, can, uh, I can definitely hear Triple H coming out. We want to thank you, the Night Extreme Total Universe. <laughs> When he's open, is he opening up a phone book? What's he doing? I I think he just does that uh, exercise too often. That 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 becomes the old like how I put my hand up at my face. Uh, but any who's those? Uh, I I gotta say, there's some better things to come. I think with number two and number one. But Mike, uh, if you want to take over here, on uh, number three. Yeah, much AEW. like much like Triple H opening a. An ancient tome to read some epic poetry. Right where I left my bookmark. Uh, number three from uh, All Elite Wrestling. No non-elites allowed. <laughs> um, Matt, I gotta say, because I don't get to do this very often. We're going to juggle this list up a little bit. All right. Moment number three was my buddy, my best friend. That's my best friend, uh, Penta Zero Miedo. Fucking, what was that? Want to run that bias one more time, Mike? Penta el zero miedo. Zero, wait, zero miedo means no fear. They do it a lot. You're going to hear it a lot. Uh, just getting pumped up uh, by Eddie Kingston. Um, he's one of those uh, wonderful minds, uh, the kind of salesman that could sell the ketchup popsicles to people in white gloves. Um, in the, in the spirit of, uh, the great Ali G, he could sell ice cream gloves to Donald Trump. Um, he sold a Penta and Phoenix match with no fanfare, no, no preparation. Um, in roughly three sentences, Matt, uh, roughly 10 words a sentence. So roughly 30 words. I was in hook, line and sinker to watch what I thought would be good. Uh, just, this was just cranked up to 11 just because of Eddie Kingston's intensity, uh, ferocity and charisma. I, you know, I, I think we agree that full gear was an excellent pay-per-view. Um, uh, almost they killed it basically every match. Um, but Moxley is, he's such a great representative for what you want in a wrestler. Like he's, he's willing to just destroy his body. Um, he even does it in the weekly, you know, dynamite episodes when he wrestles, but to kind of, to kind of have an opportunity to reset and not feel like what's this guy doing being the champion. I, I really think Eddie Kingston would have really, he has the confidence to have pulled it off. So I think it's one little misstep there by AEW, not pulling the trigger on that guy. So I hope they. I hope they realize what an asset they have. Um, they keep giving them TV time. Um, they keep giving them a microphone and just get out of the way because he is an incredible talent. And I, I, I hate that I've. It's been so so many wasted years. We could have been Eddie Kingston fans, but not until he hit the stage at All Elite did we discover him. So it's my moment well, number three. But yeah. 
you got to throw out there too, David, saying uh, you've got all extreme winners uh, for, uh, and I, I, I don't know what your number two is, but we could have saved that in case you were going to pick the Natural Nightmares defeating Butcher and the Blade because that was extreme, and of course you'd be referencing the Natural Nightmares. But uh, I just want to throw that out there because I, I like Dave. Dave, I, you're you are honestly you could work for Doritos in like the early two thousands because that extreme was all over Doritos marketing. So I I want to get you I want to get you in there, man. That because that extreme is what brought to mind that Natural Nightmares versus Butcher and the Blade. I, I don't know, Mike, is that making it your number two that I just ruined that transition? You did not, but you did make me think about I don't know why, but remember three D Doritos. Yeah, that's, I, you know, it's funny. I thought of extreme Doritos and then 3D Doritos came to mind too. I was just like, you know what? I'm walking away from Doritos. I'm done. And then well, Doritos I'm... is like, hold on. We're going to make a, an extra dimension. And I'm like, what? I'm back. <laughs> well, we've got uh, a number two segment uh, on NXT this week as we continue the Wednesday Night Wars. Mike, I'm going Candice LeRae and Tony, Tony, Tony Storm. Um, you gotta love Tony Storm right now. Uh, I I just I couldn't be more excited to see her on on uh, on my TV. No, man, hot was, tag. Was, uh, hot yeah, tag uh, you know. Here yeah, we go. God damn it, it Chris! All right. Now, is every match against Tony Storm a handicap match because she's bringing the goods behind her? Uh, the people want to know. The people, hey, I asked you a yeah. question, man. Yeah. It's yeah. a valid has, question. She has really nice buns. Whoa, um, I meant wrestling gear. Jeez, man. Oh, you Get pervert. your head out of the gutter. Shut okay. up. You're such a <laughs> I'm just saying, you can, you know, we acknowledge uh, Brian Cage. He's got, he's got a bod. That's what Taz says. Look at that. Look at those muscles. Look at those traps. <laughs> yeah, but. Where I'll, I'm gonna just say yes. I Tony Storm is very. I was trying to catch um, you in a in a, in a Jim Ross right there, but I wasn't able to do it. I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't snare you. All right, oh. I'm kicking you out. All right. So, so number two, <laughs> Candice LeRae, and Tony Storm, uh, with Indy Hartwell revealing herself as um, is it is it Ghostface Mike? Um, what's the the scream? Oh, I'm I'm needed all of a sudden. Yeah, I need you again. Uh, is it Ghostface? Is that what am the... I, Jade Car McCargill? What is, yeah. What's going on here? Am I off the stage until you summon me? Brandy Rhodes, Maddie Rhodes over there. Oh, you need something? What do you need, hey, Maddie Rhodes? If you're a Brandy Rhodes, you'd come out there and do something racist. All right. Um, you know what, Heffa? You got something to say to me, Heffa? Hey, there's all right. Andre, uh, Andre's coming in with. Uh, oh, now Andre comes in. Tony Storm, <laughs> excuse me. Here I am. <laughs> I could watch Tony Storm make pancakes. She's hotter than a Mexican summer. Holy shit, Andre. <laughs> all right, all right. Just, I gotta calm down. Andre uh, just uh, he just parachutes in, and then that's all. He just a hilarious dropping. Thank you, Andre. <laughs> no, but I mean, come on, like. It's it's fine, right? Like um, we we would talk about. You mentioned it, Brian Cage. You know he's hot for someone. Like somebody else is probably really like looking at him. But Tony, yeah, oh, yeah she's fantastic. I 
I don't know how to. I don't know how to take this conversation. Like, I just. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, what I'm if? Uh, like, what if? What if Sunny Kiss was a girl? Tony Storm. That is a great way to put it. I. Uh, yep. He. Tony Storm is the Sunny Kiss of NXT Women's Division. <laughs> I'm sure we can all agree on that. No more need be said. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, great match. I'm glad that they're actually telling stories in the women's division. So I guess all of that, um, all those nice sentiments I wanted to put out there are overshadowed by uh, a moon. Oh. oh, all right, Mike, what's number God damn it. Number two on AEW? Uh, go for it. Let's get out of that. Let's get out of the the Tony Storm realm for a minute. I do wish that uh, you know we had Mauro Ronaldo still because you know at the next pay per view it's going to be Ember Moon versus Tony Storm who has a moon. You know, <laughs> just you know, just I miss that guy so much. Uh, Vic Joseph, I'm sorry, I, I I'm not in yet. I, I'm out. I'm out. Um, Matt, moment number two. We don't get to say this very often. Now, I had some critics on the Facebook group who were uh, quick to throw some shade at my uh, my complimentary words for this match. But I'm putting it on the list because I'm so tired of tuning in every week and the women are not given anything to chew on. Uh, with zero, again, zero to little fanfare, if any. Uh, Ty Conti, who you may know as uh, Tenara Conti when she was in uh, NXT. She was in the Mae Young Classic, which uh, Jim Ross came this close to saying <laughs> last night's AEW. Well, you know, I called her when she's in a, uh, a certain tournament. Uh, she was wrestling in a tournament. And you just heard Shivani just have to exhale. And then, well, did, uh, it, did it sound something like... Like this, where it was like grabbing the he's grabbing the microphone. <laughs> you, heard him, you heard him flick the mute so you couldn't hear Jim Ross. Um, there's another classic Ross slide on this match, too. Um, oh, because he goes, uh, yep, yeah, uh, Ty Conti, a, a real unique, fight, unique fighter that we don't have a lot of here in AEW. Uh, uh, you know, she's from Brazil. <laughs> Shivani goes. Yeah, she's also uh, an accomplished uh, mixed martial artist in uh, Master Black Belt. So did you want to mention the Master Black Belt? Oh, yeah, you don't want to forget that Master Black Belt. She also, you know, hits pretty hard, too. <laughs> really? You're going to leave it and she's Brazilian? That's the unique part of her character? Oh, my goodness. So, uh, But there's great parts of this match. Uh, Red Velvet sold like a mother flipper. Um, and it, it just the the match had such a great back and forth. I, I don't know when these women had time to build this kind of chemistry because they never get to wrestle, not in front of us. Uh, but Velvet was just bouncing, bumping, uh, taking everything Conti had to offer. Um, and they still, they still, I know they had to do the picture in picture. They they just do it to the poor women every single week on this program. But Velvet was still eating all this offense and kicking out and, you know, giving you that that hero's, ah, one last shot, that one little, little bit of hope. Um, and it was just, it was a treat to see. And I, it didn't feel rushed. It wasn't one of those three-minute matches. They actually got, like, a commercial and a half. Um, so I'm, I'm proud of the way they were able to, like, just take that, just turn that spotlight and, like, look at us. We can, we can do this. Please let us be on TV. We're we're very good at our job. 
Um, and they did not disappoint in the, you know, almost 15 minutes that they got of a two hour program. So bravo to them. Matt, that's my moment number two. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting too. It got such a low grade across uh, the boards. Like if you're talking like uh, Bleacher Report or like Wrestling Inc., they just weren't fans of it. And I, I like that was one of the matches I sat up and watched. Like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't bored of it at all. So I, I'm kind of curious what's going on there, especially Bleacher Report being in the pockets of AEW, and you could see they're they're grading things certain ways. So. I, knowing that Bleacher Report is in the pockets of AEW uh, because they have their BR Live where they do the pay-per-views, yeah. I am concerned how high the grades are for the men's division. And when the women's division turns out a good match, they grade it poorly. So, I look, I'm just saying that's what happened. Obviously, I think everybody knows where my head's at. And we heard what Cody Rhodes said last week about the women's division. So, I, I just... I, I'm worried about what's going on, <laughs> like in, in the wrestling media. Yeah. Uh, and shoot, I mean, Mike, we're pretty critical of of AEW week to week, and uh, I don't hear anybody else saying that they got cease and desist from AEW for talking about their product and helping sell the pay per views. But uh, here we are. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my it's My dishonorable yeah. mention this week um, is kind of tough because I liked everything in NXT. Like I, I told you, I think AEW had the better segments and they were so good that it should win the Wednesday Night Wars this week. But I, I think it's fair. I think if we did dishonorable, if I forced a dishonorable mention with segments that I genuinely liked, it doesn't make any sense because even though like I'll take this moment right now to talk about how excited I am for the Zia Lee potential story that could eventually be a dishonorable mention because they don't execute correctly. But this is something where Boa is now coming out and delivering messages to Raquel Gonzalez. We don't know where Zia Lee is, uh, but she's getting these messages from, you know, whoever this mysterious, uh, the, the mystery guy is that walked out to the ring to approach Boa. And, um, you know, it's, it's just good that they're taking the time. They're going to build something that looks like it's going to be a long story in the women's division that has nothing to do with the championship. It's fantastic. So I, I, maybe the dishonorable mention is this not happening before, right? Uh, but it's not my number one segment, Mike. Number one in NXT this week, Dexter Loomis, Timothy Thatcher, my two favorite guys on the NXT roster, going at it again. These guys are going to end up being the Keith Lee and Dijakovic of this generation. The, um, you know, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, I, I, they're, they're perfect for this new generation of NXT. They're going to be I, like I, Corey Graves and Bo Dallas. I, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense when you go back and look at the, uh, <laughs> I just want to see if I can throw you off on that one. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's funny is doing all that NXT tag team research, you see how involved Corey Graves was in the tag team division. But anyway, let's, let's get back to this. I, I, th this is such a great rivalry that I hope they're setting up for the long term. Cause Dexter, obviously, I mean, you, it's plain as day. Like the, the cadence that he has in his fighting style is so unique. I, I can't get enough of it. Like it's still got like that undertaker approach where a lot of it is, uh, you know, he'll take the pain, but he's going to walk through it. And he is walking up to you to give a, to give the next hit. He's not necessarily like putting, exerting too much energy in between strikes. And it, it just feels like this 
he's got this aura about him, but he's also a smart performer. Like it's it's like he's saving it because he's going to go all in on the strike or all in on whatever the combination move is. So all that being put together, Dex or uh, yeah, Loomis, uh, Dexter Loomis is one of my favorite wrestlers on NXT. But you like the amateur wrestling style mixed into what every everything that Timothy Thatcher does, and the fact that that is his character, and he gives a, a wrestling class once a week uh, on NXT is amazing. And that's getting mixed in where other wrestlers are starting to get mad during his wrestling classes and they want to start a feud with them. Um, this really is, uh, you know, it's something where right now their stories only collided because of what was going on in the single show. And you and I have talked about before how amazing that is in a single show where you tell that, that one story that can actually culminate in that show, start and finish. Uh, so you kind of get like that indie show vibe. You get like that one-off vibe. That's fantastic. But I, I just hope that this is another like uh, notch to make sure this feud burns really hot. And whenever they do get into like a championship feud or there's something going on in a tournament and these two are going to face off because they could face off forever. The end of this match with Thatcher's roll-up mixed with the amateur wrestling style <laughs> was one of the best roll-up pins I've I've ever seen coming through submission holds. And, you know, they're going to wrap the entire story, the entire segment into this fight between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. And a lot of people were boohooing that. But Cameron Grimes does need, a, like, a, a player like Dexter Loomis to help get him over. Because I've been saying for a long time, Grimes needs the TV time to get over. He is Miz level. He's MJF level. They just need to trust him and give him that time. So I'm okay with Cameron kind of, ending what could have been match of the night for the Wednesday night wars, but all that mixed together. I I'm still standing pretty firm that this was, uh, this was the challenger to the number one moment in AEW. I think AEW yeah. took the night, uh, but th this has to be up there for everybody. And we've been saying it for months now, but if you're not paying attention to Thatcher and Loomis and thank God, like NXT triple H, Shawn Michaels are listening to us because we've been asking for this to turn into a feud. It, it definitely is going to be a long-term thing. I see these guys clashing a ton as we move forward. And uh, my other ask to the wrestling universe is to just sit back and enjoy it. Like, don't, uh, don't get bored of this. Um, like, there's an art to the idea that Cameron Grimes is the one that helped end this match. Uh, you don't, you don't want to get the singles one-off yet with these two because it is going to be amazing once they continue to build these characters and maybe a title gets involved, but yeah, uh, easy pick for me to be number one. I think uh, everybody can hear how excited I get. I, uh, you made me think of something though. You, you posted, uh, on social media about let's get a new, um, Dexter Loomis t-shirt, you know, as he's doing his art, uh, every week, but it kind of made me think about when we would watch in the attitude era and everybody didn't just have like you go on the WWE shop now and it's just like, there's a black t-shirt and then they just copy and paste a different square with like, here's Bray Wyatt. You know, here's Ali. You know, here's Ricochet. And it's just, you know, these awful cookie cutter, you know, merchant pieces of merchandise. Um, and we used to do things like DX had glow sticks and you could buy mankind socks. Um, you could get like those big billowy shirts, like the rock. You could get uh, um, like Judas Priest vests, like Stone Cold, um, and I kind of wish that we could kind of we could get back to that. And Dexter Loomis, my one for him, it's it's not crazy over the top, but just 
a little bit different style. So it's not just the same copy paste crap on every piece of merchandise. Matt, would you buy like a, a one of his Henleys with maybe like a like a very uh, subtle outline of like his face or his mustache or something on there? Just just something a little bit different. I think that the Henley would be a cool look what's, to see on the on the, the shop. That's that he wears he wears that sometimes to the ring. It's like a um, it's almost like a polo shirt without the collar. So it's got the lens going up because he's trying to look like Dexter. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd buy one of those. I think, uh, when I referenced buying a new Dexter t-shirt every week, I wanted it to just be like that artwork that he does to help tell yeah. stories. Yeah. Well, I just, I like the things that are unique to the character too. So I think that's a good idea, but I, I just wish they'd branch out just, just, just like that much. Um, all right, Mike. Yep. It's time for your dishonorable mention. Dishonorable mention. Um, Oh, that's easy peasy. Um, it was a weird ass segment with Cody Rhodes and uh, Jay Jim Cargill. Nice. Um, it's just I get what they were trying to do, but ultimately it was leading to a tease for Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, I guess it sounded like uh, Jade at the end of her promo said, "You better watch out for giants, giant killer Shaq." And then right. <laughs> Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal, like. You know, there's like when Shaq was uh, dominant in the like 1993 94 with the Magic, um, much like that moment at a couple WrestleManias ago when The Rock said, uh, you know, there's going to be a bunch of Rock babies. Uh, starting in about 1994, the name Shaquille really took off, and there's Shaq babies all over the country now. They're they're all over the sports world. Uh, so there's tons of Shaqs to be had. So I don't I don't know which of those Shaqs is coming for. Uh, for Cody Rhodes, but uh, could be one of many Shaqs. So I, I don't think that name is unique as she thought that you can just, uh, you know, it's not Seal anymore. There's one Seal. There's tons of Shaqs. So I don't know. I don't know who's coming out to give Cody Rhodes hell. It's it ain't. It, I don't know. Maybe it's Shaquille O'Neal. I know it's not Seal. I don't well, they, the the photo. I mean, I don't know if you're serious well, right I, now, but it definitely no. is, it definitely is Shaq. Maybe. All right. It could be Photoshop, Matt. Um, but I, what they're doing is they're all on TNT, so it's probably going to be some ridiculous NBA thing to cross promote. And I'm surprised know. they're not waiting till the next NBA season to do. Well, that. I think what they're doing, like the drafts coming up, and then uh, the NBA off season arguably gets more viewership than the regular season. So they really want to cash in on you know free agency and player movement and all that stuff. So I I get why they're doing it, but. This is uh, this is a real WWE move of them. So can anyway, I, can I pose, Mike? Uh, let me let me do this. Uh, hot tag, hot tag it. Uh, one of our buddies on Twitter uh, at the Mister D eighty one. Mister D, he pointed out uh, uh, his name is Wear a Mask, dumbass. I really like that. Also, when I tweeted out it's about a good it, handle. My PlayStation 5, he tweeted me a, a gif that he was going to rob me. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but he, he said Brandy cut a promo using a black scent that came across as not authentic in a segment with another black woman for the entertainment of white people. Uh, it's not misogynistic to hold her accountable for it. So well, I, I hadn't give that, given that any thought. Um uh, I will say at uh, the Mr. D eighty one is black. 
so that might be why I hadn't given it any thought because I'm, I, you know, I'm not doing the right things is to look at it from a different viewpoint. So I read that and I went, holy crap, that's true. Brandy has a regular voice that we've seen every night on AEW. And all of a sudden, because she's spitting for her man, she does, uh, again, as uh, uh, at uh, the Mr. D81 put out there, um, you know, using using this accent to help sell this promo. So do we should we hold Brandy accountable for that? Is that is that going too far? Because, Mike, I mean, wouldn't the the equivalent would be if I was fighting with someone in a bar and they happen to be French Canadian. So I started throwing a French Canadian accent at them to like get back at them. Is that maybe that's not the equivalent, but it's just, it's, it's someone changing their voice to help sell a point is kind of what we saw. I think we're, I think if you go down that road, you're giving Brandy a lot of credit for being a hell of a thespian to just suddenly drop her uh, public uh, arena voice and just like go, you know, hot and get, you know, you know, red blooded uh, in, in somebody's face with emotion and anger and tenacity. So I, I think I, I didn't jump to that conclusion. I feel like the other Brandy is the voice that is maybe the persona. That's the mask that she wears to be the corporate face for AEW. And I'm not saying that the, the portrayal she did yesterday is her 100% true self but i just think that it was so energetic and it just came off as so authentic um i, I was I, I can't wait to see her fight in some capacity with jade um and i i don't know if i don't know if we've ever seen those kind of chops come out of her before like that kind of like oh my god i think she's gonna kill this woman like <laughs> she she had some real anger for uh uh you know uh, Cody getting badmouthed in the ring and, and challenged and un, unpantsed, um, you know, emasculated by this woman. And it felt like Brandy really came out to, oh my, oh, hell no. And she just came out and gave her like some stone cold Steve Austin. The first thing I want done is that piece of trash out of my ring. And uh, I, I, you know, maybe it was exploiting a, a, a certain, um, um yeah it's like you know it's like, like, like exploiting a caricature, caricature that we might expect right you know? but it, it just based on the precedent we've seen from from some of the promos i i don't know if i don't know if there isn't at least a little bit of you know the real brandy coming out like if you mess with her that's that's what you're gonna get is that that level of intensity so maybe the you know that accent could be you know considered offensive but it's just it just came off so hot and so like energetic I, I i mean that would be that would be like some meryl streep denzel washington level acting for her to just flip the switch like that and just oh my god this is a whole other person so that's why i'm not too on like i can see the point of view but i'm not too on board with that i think that was just brandy out there ready to kick ass honestly yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that was for both of us, our initial reaction. I think when I saw that, then I, I started seeing other uh, point of views pop up uh, on Twitter that kind of matched uh, Mr. D. 
So I, I, I think I'm pulling back a little bit. I, I'll say that I, I'm kind of seeing, seeing what uh, at the Mister D eighty one is saying. So I, I'm. I, I would, I would almost compare it, but in a different way. Like, like Cody has a very measured um, delivery when he has his promos, but if he talks fast enough, he can't help it. But like the list will come out a little bit more. You can't help it. It's just part of who he is. And I, I just don't know if part of Brandy, like she just you know it's just you know no it's i it's tough to put a finger on i i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't try to do it um because it's 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 something where like i said before i think you and i like we agreed we both said wow that was a great segment and i will I, say I it kinda... was it was the opposite of when charlotte flair cuts a promo and, it, and they're the most measured words that they wrote for me in the back <laughs> that's true it's way better than charlotte um, so, uh, Andre threw out there, why didn't Brandy bring that same fire to Vicky Guerrero last week when she insulted her? She didn't want the smoke then, but she wanted the smoke last night. I mean, again, I think because I, Vicky, she sees Vicky Guerrero, that that's not a threat, but Jade, <laughs> I mean, we know Cody's got tight. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I think she, she saw a threat. So she came out there and she was bringing the heat. I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna say uh, I'll I'll pull back, but it's time uh it's time Mike for you to do your number one. Andre, that was I, my I do... moment number one. We don't even have to get away from this. This was my moment number one because I I can't wait to see those two women fight. Jay just okay. much like Andre, she just parachuted in and uh now you know just just got us to a point where we're talking about it. Um, my God, maybe the women's division finally has a story we can talk about. Maybe something we can sink our teeth into. Um. And yeah, they do have to lean on, you know, one of the, you know, the top heads at AEW to do it. But whew, Brandy got people talking. Um, the commentary table didn't have anything to add for once. Um, it was just a collective. Holy shit. <laughs> they didn't know what to add. Uh, Excalibur had nothing to say. Jim Ross had nothing to say. Uh, Shivani was just like, oh, wow. Effa, huh? Woo. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I was all in. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I, I get some viewpoints maybe being against it, but in the heat of the moment, I don't think Brandy would take it back. I, I think it helps sell some tickets and get some people to watch that whole division next week. So I, I think ultimately that's the goal. Get the people talking. And that's what it did. That's moment number one for me. Well, I'm surprised uh, MJF and the inner circle didn't pop in there because uh, we actually did get. Um, oh, that's not nope. it. Uh, David, uh, right there. Why did Wardlow and MJF uh, join the the inner circle? And I, I told I told him actually in the chat. I said I think Mike's going to pick that as his number one segment. Oh. Uh, so I, I, I mean, we just got to throw it out there. I think I think this is something like the long game. Um, that MJF is playing with Chris Jericho in the inner circle. I think it can't be ignored. Like the battles they got into almost like a year ago, Jericho and MJF, like it was kind of hinted, like they wanted to do something together and all, all this stuff is just going to lead up to the, um, like, it's just going to disintegrate, right? The, the inner circle is going to end because of this. And I, I think that's ultimately what needs to happen for all these guys. I think it's run its course. I think Chris Jericho said when he joined AEW, this wasn't a long-term forever thing. And I think AEW eventually needs to start running on the legs of, of the, the wrestlers like MJF and Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. 
And they're not going to do it if they keep holding on to what Chris Jericho is doing on a weekly basis. I mean, the guy's 50 years old now. Uh, so it's just that's that's the long and short of it right there. So he's got to get some time off. He needs some time to rest. He's been going hard for over a year um, and doing all of his uh, unsafe COVID concerts. So think <laughs> how many times Chris Jericho's had COVID in the last year. So yeah. all that all that rolled together. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's why uh, that's why MJF and Wardlow are joining uh, the inner circle. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out there because Dave, I lied to you. I thought that would be Mike's number one. So we did we did at least uh, talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that uh, in the subsequent subsequent weeks, I have uh, it's it's a tougher choice. But I feel like man, we never get to talk about that women's division in AEW, and they finally give us something. Um, yeah, you know, I think what MJF is ultimately going to end up doing is uh, crumbling inner circle from the inside. And then uh, I know Jericho gets he gets bored. You know, I think if I think if he looked at somebody like Jeff Hardy, I think Jericho would kill himself. Like he gets so bored with being the the same thing. That's why he's always cutting his hair, redoing his look, changing his character. And I think he kind of sees, uh, you know, inner circle, you know, we're getting kind of comfortable. Maybe I'll go babyface, you know, because MJF is maybe the one guy who could get Jericho right now to go from heel to babyface. Um, so that, you know, might be something new that they look at for future pay-per-views. And um, for some reason, they don't want to give MJF a title belt. So what you do is you just put him in a marquee feud with one of the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling. So that's also a pretty big rub. Um, so I, I think that's a good idea. And uh, if you're keeping score, MJF did beat Chris Jericho at, at full gear at a, at an event that cost, uh, between the two of us buying it and watching it at different houses, $120. God damn it. Why didn't right, we visit I, each other and save some money? David, you get the last question of the show and we'll wrap it up. Can Vicky Guerrero win a title? No. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. We do have to run. I know we did this to you a couple weeks ago, but uh, we got to go. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, uh, we are uh, at BODpodcast.com. Thanksgiving uh, weekend, Matt. Don't forget. All right. Uh, wait, the weekend, the day before Thanksgiving, we've got our, our live uh, Zoom thingy where we want all you guys to join in. Uh, let's let's kind of support the idea of staying home. Let's not go to the bars on the biggest bar night of the year. Um, let's, uh, let's be safe. Uh, those numbers are, are probably going to hit 200,000 a day if we don't do something, uh, for COVID cases. And that is not good. So, uh, let's, let's try and cut back on those numbers. So we're all going to work together here. Go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com and look for, uh, the links to join. Uh, once you put your name in there, I am personally sending you the invite code, uh, to the, to the watch along for NXT and AEW that night. And uh, we'll keep it open, uh, uh, you know, pretty close up until the show starts. So uh, I won't be able to end anybody once eight o'clock rolls around and we're watching NXT and AEW. But, uh, you know, I, I know how plans are for Thanksgiving and all that, all that stuff. So no worries if you can't do this right away, but we greatly appreciate the, you know, that, that support. We want to talk with you guys, want to hang out and that'll be the best way for us to do it. Find us on Twitter at BODpodcast.com. Instagram is at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And we have the YouTube channel that Andre, you were wonderful enough to join and watch the show from there. So I really appreciate that. I can't tell you enough. Uh, so we're trying to grow those numbers there and get the videos out. Um, so everybody, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. And again, at our live viewing party, uh, not 
in one week, but in two this Wednesdays. Many. Yeah, two Pick weeks. number three, my lord. There you go. <laughs>